Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The Pacers Cup has always been the Yarra Valley Pacing Cup, sponsored by United Petroleum and I'm on the record. I said this horse could go another level at uh, this preparation, Serge Blanco, and I talked about Hunter Cups, etc. for him. This was before he won the Swan Hill Cup and the Yarra Valley Cup last Thursday. Serge Blanco and Aragon the pegs and then Max Delight. Western Sonyador covers up Lip Reader and then eight metres to Beat City. Third quarter was only 29.9. Captain Ravishing straightens up. Serge Blanco to the outside, followed by Cosimo. Captain Ravishing slapped up as Serge Blanco moves up to him. Captain Ravishing, Serge Blanco went straight past him. Serge Blanco drew right away from Captain Ravishing and Serge Blanco wins two country cups in six days. What a win. Serge Blanco Serge Blanco for Steve Duffy and Cody Rockenberger. Beating Captain Ravishing, Max Delight, was terrific in third spot. Wasn't Cosimo some sort of a run in the fourth? Uh, he'd be knocking on the black book off that. He made a couple of efforts during the run. And the lead rate here, Steve, lead time 76.7. This is when the lead rates come into their own, really, because it gives us an idea. It was 29.6. So not overly fast. 30.7 first quarter, second quarter 29.8, third quarter 29.9. So right up until about the 400-metre mark, they've been running at a speed between 29.6 and 30.7. That's pretty comfortable for a horse of the ability of Captain Ravishing. They dashed home in 26.7, and boy, Serge Blanco, he just, he just monstered the line. He's in the little black book, and he's well and truly performed for you, mate. Yeah, he certainly has. And i tell you what, just before we go on about his efforts there, he has been one of our, we were talking about Blood Moon before, our favourites in the Black Pook. I just quickly flicked back through his efforts. These are his returns for us whilst he's in our Black Book over multiple uh, entries. He's had a $10 win, a $27 win, a $21 win, a $5 win and a $5.50 win. So anyone following Serge Blanco through the little black book would be miles in front. And he gets another refresh here because uh, the way he's running, it's hard to see him not finishing in the money going forward. He is absolutely airborne. The way, as you just mentioned, he savaged the line. Wow, those legs just took off a million miles an hour when Cody eased yeah. him out. Now, that was an exceptional sprint on him there. Captain Ravishing, uh, not sure what happened there, whether it was just being first up from a freshen up and the long distance got to him. He just found nothing at the top of the straight. He, he still stuck on well to, to finish second, but, you know, he, he just had nothing there to go with Serge Blanco. Max Delight, he's racing really well. He flashed home for third. Cosimo, as you said, extremely good run. Absolutely handlebars down, down the back by Jack Law and got him right into the race. 
race, which if you wait too long, like he did with Magic Mike, you wouldn't have been able to get into it. So he's mm. been able to get into fourth spot from the drive, which uh, he's driving exceptionally well at the moment. Jack, he's, he's ultra-aggressive, but uh, it, it's one thing to be aggressive, but it's you know another to be aggressive at the right times, and that's exactly what he's doing. But hats off, Serge Blanco, that was amazing. And just a refresh, three runners at Yarra Valley for the Black Book for three winners, those being Serge Blanco paying $5.50, Duke's Choice paying $3.10, and Franco Novelist at $2.70. He was a good he was a good winner too, Franco Novelist, coming from midfield, mate. Yeah, he's second up. Uh, first up, mm. I thought, ooh, he hasn't come back that great. But, yeah, much, much improved run there, second up. That was that strong Norms lady race that he was in. He was $2.15 favourite. She wins the race, has not much luck, and uh, Franco Novelist comes out and, and wins at uh, Yarra Valley. Different levels of races, I know, but uh, it'll be interesting to see when he gets to ply his trade at Melton over coming weeks, which you'd think would be, would be the case. He will step up in a Melton grade surely now. Yeah, absolutely. He's in that grade now. He was in a 60 to 69 there. He's now going around to 73. So I'd say that, uh, you know, your, your MOs and, and so forth will be the way to go with him. Captain Ravishing, I wonder what's next for him now. It's so hard to assess, isn't it? He's nominated for the Inter-Dominion, but I think you'd want to see a better performance than that before taking him up. Yeah, well, it's it's a real confusing thing. As I said, I'm going to put it down to the distance and let's hope that that's exactly all it is. I was hoping to catch up with Ahmed Saturday night just to ask him how he pulled up, how he recovered, if they were happy with the horse or uh, if there was any little issues coming out of that run. But unfortunately, we've got no answers. Uh, but mind you, look, we and I'm one, probably I've had the biggest doubts on him going into the Eureka with a couple of his trials and all that. He just didn't look like the same horse prior to the Eureka. He went mm. to the Eureka and performed extremely well. So, you know, hopefully it's just something small and they can uh, sort of figure it out really quick and he can go up there and perform to his absolute best because he showed in the Eureka he still got it. There's no doubts about that. Yeah, it would be great to see him back to his best. So if he was my horse, right, which I'd be, I'd be nearly saying, right, let's aim at the Miracle Mile. Let's head up back up to New South Wales start a campaign where we're aiming to be back racing in January and totally focused on mile racing and aiming at a miracle mile. Yeah, hard to say. As I said, it was uh, 20, 2400 or 2240, the uh, the Eureka, and he performed extremely well in that. So I, I don't think he's just, just suited to um, short distance racing. I think he's when he's right, he, he's good no matter what length trip he actually races in. So... But, you know, like you say, if you want to just go and target one race or two races um, and, and set to that, well, they may do that. It just comes down to how he recovers from this race, I suppose, as to whether he makes the trip up north now for the Inner Dominions. You forget he picked up $200,000 for running third in that Eureka. It's not a bad payday, is it? Yeah, it's, it's not bad just to run third and pick up that, is it? Eh? It's uh, something we could all yeah. do with. <laughs> I'll tell you what, David Aiken, Max Delight and Let's Rock, Let's Roll, they have been that consistent, those two horses, over the last 24 months at a high level. It's a credit to him, really, isn't it? To keep two horses like that that are older horses at that high level, almost week in, week out, performing so consistently, it's an amazing effort. 
It is. David's an absolute amazing horseman. Um, I haven't spent a huge amount of time with him, but the little bits of time that I have been able to be around him, he, he is. And uh, from all reports, you know, I mean, I spoke to people over the years and, and asked people, who would you rank as, the, you know, the number one horseman? Not talking trainer, I'm talking overall horseman. And David Aiken's name generally comes up straight away. He's got a master's degree in farrowing that he learned over in America. Um and as a trainer, I, I I struggle a little bit here. I'm I'm straight up and honest about it. You know, I work horses on my own, and and they just don't get the competition that they need to to really be switched on. And um, mm. you know, Mirakuru, I think probably would have been a better horse in a in a big stable because he would have had that sort of competition. He only sees another horse on race day or trial day. And I was talking to Aiki one day at the races because we're quite often stabled next to each other. And he said, "Mate, throw him on the float, come up, fast work with us once or twice a week." And and we did yeah. that a couple of times over a few weeks. And he came out and won at uh, Ballarat his next start and, and was really sharp and, and really impressed me. And, uh, you know, that's just the sort of guy Aiki is. He just he just wants the best for everyone. And, you know, I've had issues with the horse's feet and he's, he's given me some advice on that. And, you know, if you ever need, you know, any advice about anything when it comes to horses, Aiki's a great bloke to talk to because, A, he's always happy to talk about it and, B, he knows what he's talking about. You know, he's, he's excellent. So... You can understand how he keeps these horses going because, as I said, as an all-round horse person, I don't think you'd find a better one anywhere in Australia.